take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 22, Life in Red podcast. Uh, on this episode, I'm very pleased to be joined by Susan Allen. Hey, welcome. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Here. Not a pro. So, I'm going to let you do the kind of introductions on what you do because you do quite a bit, uh, and I don't want to butcher it. So, I'll let you tell people what what you do uh, that brought you onto this podcast. Well, um, I am the very happy proprietor of Willoway Farm. And that is a farm near Elmont, Ontario. And we basically run um, a wellness facility. So we do all kinds of different things out of the farm. We work, uh, I, I am certified in FEEL, which is Facilitated Equine Experiential Learning. I'm a member of uh, um, Equine Facilitated Wellness Canada, doing my certification there. I've been doing this for quite some time. And what, what we do is have people that come to us with, uh, sometimes they, they're just searching for something. Sometimes they are a bit stuck in their lives. Sometimes they have a lot of joy and they want to share it. Sometimes they're drawn to horses and they don't know why. But horses are therapy animals for many people. They've been horses for uh, they've been horses. They, they, they've horses been around for so many years, many, 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 many generations, and they haven't changed very much. They are mm. domesticated animals, but they are prey animals, and as such, they're very, um, they're very involved with being safe all of the time. That's the thing that they look for, and so what we do is when we bring people in contact with them, they start to learn about themselves. Horses are they resonate very well with many people. And where much of talk therapy uh, works for a lot of people, the exper- experiential learning actually gives people a chance to get it right into their bodies. And so we give people an opportunity to come to a, a nice, safe environment, a safe container, and be with these nice, large animals mm-hmm. and, and learn more about themselves. Yeah, there, there's always those people, I remember growing up uh, as a kid, and um, it was usually young girls for the most part, to be honest. But they, like, I don't want to put it in a negative connotation, but mm-hmm. they, for lack of a better term, they were obsessed with the the, the horses. Yes. And if you, when I think back, I'm a, I'm a huge history junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, history, or hi, horses and humans have such a, a strong bond uh, for so many years of throughout civilization, whether it was ancient times all the way through World War Two, cowboys and and all and all that thing. They were there was such a special bond with the the person and the horse. What is it about horses that, you know, draws some humans or has drawn the human race to them so much? Well, one thing is uh, the Heart Math Institute would, will, will support this. Horses have a very large heart magnetic field, five times larger than, than, than humans. And it changes um, things in your brain. You feel better when you're near a horse. They don't have to do anything, just being with them. So you don't need to be riding them. You don't need to be betting on them and the racetrack. They do so many things for us in sports and, and all kinds of things, but they, they make people feel better. Okay. 
Um, they help you to, as I said, they, they, people say that they reflect what you're really feeling. Um, once you start to learn about horse behavior and you see that they give you signs um, about whether or not they're irritated, whether they're happy, um, when you do some what we call sensing in, you can start to take a, 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 an idea about what's going on out there around you with um, being more grounded. But the thing that they really, really do is that they help you to live in the moment. Horses don't hold any judgment. Um, a, a great example would be the wild horses are running out in the, in the, in the desert. They're being chased by a, a lion, for example. And they run and they run and they run because they're fight-or-flight animals. And they, they run and they run and they run and they outrun the lion. And they stop. They shake it off. They might roll. They might have a drink of water. And it's over. And it doesn't mean that they're not always going to be aware that there's lions out there. But that same line might have caught something else, walked up to them, and can walk right in between them because their energy is different. They've eaten. They're not a threat anymore. The horses are fine with that. They don't hold the, the judgment. They know they'll always be a little bit aware, but they don't worry about it the same mm. way. That helps people. When you are with them, you end up being much more in the moment. Okay. Um, if you were to go in with a horse and you're thinking about a all kinds of things you've got that crazy mind going on the horse might read that as a bit of chaos and they help you to actually slow down breathe take your time and be right where you are in the moment um i'm, I'm looking i'm thinking back to i mean i don't have a lot of experience with horses personally but thinking back to some movies and this could be totally wrong and just made for you know entertainment but i, I seem to recall there's a, a kind of parts in some different movies where like almost horses could sense bad people you know um maybe they were aggressive and like the person could never ride them um anything like that do i'm from what you've seen and experienced anyways i'm not saying you know, mm -hmm. know what the horses completely feel but do you do you kind of get a sense of that maybe that like they can really read a person's either personality or mood or adjust based on Intention. the person uh, absolutely. Um, if you you see maybe on, on commercials or little documentaries or whatever, and you can see a young child, a baby, somebody that's, uh, that's potentially um, disabled, and a wild horse won't do anything to them. You know, this unbroken, bucking, crazy thing that you see before wouldn't let somebody go near, but won't hurt a child. They're congruent. They're honest. They are the same as they are all the time. And horses can sense that. There's, they're not afraid. Where maybe you've gone on a trail ride, for example, and people always have bad stories about, oh, this horse that took off, it bucked me, it was just... When you think about that, you're a predator, for the mm. most part, to the horse. You're getting on their back. And you might be, but not, not being gender-specific, but macho. You know, you're not going to let anyone know that you're afraid. But inside, your heart's beating like crazy. Or you're really holding your breath, as a predator will do before it attacks. And the horse, it just makes them nervous. They don't want to be near that. They can't, they can't read you. But horses do a, a, a thing called like licking and chewing, a kind of a release, which they will do. And you'll find that when you're talking, even though they can only understand seven to ten words, if what you're saying you believe in, you're honest, and you're saying the horses will look and chew and agree with you. It's, it's <laughs> fascinating to watch, and people get that kind of feedback. Um, they also get the same feedback when they're not. 
They've been unable to be honest with themselves, and the horses can read that as a bit of a, of a confusion. And people that work with them end up learning different skills about how to bring out what they really intend. Sometimes hmm. they don't know it until they start, start um, talking about it. So, like you said off the top, you're uh, owner and founder of Willoway Farms. I bought Willoway um, about 16 years ago. Okay. It was called Willoway Farm. The woman I bought it for had just lost her daughter, who was 49 at the time. And um, she and I have adopted each other. She's my adopted mother. She's about to be 99 years old oh, wow. and a massive go-getter. Very supportive of the where we've been going with the farm. It's a boarding farm. Um, although we don't have a, a huge amount of boarders, everyone that boards at our farm is somewhat involved in bringing this wellness out to people. We had the therapeutic ride um, work out of our property for about four years. They got a grant and moved to a different address. But we learned a, a lot in that way about the differences that the difference that horses can make to mm-hmm. um, that type of um, of demographic. It's been fan- fantastic. So yes, I um, when I bought it, I had no intention ever of becoming a barn owner. Uh, my eldest daughter was riding at the time and very serious, and I couldn't afford to board horses at, mm-hmm. uh, at the place that she was at. And I thought, oh, I'll have someone else run it. And um, I'd never owned a horse myself. I fell in love with horses. That obsessed little girl you were talking about, when I was quite young, my father had MS. And um, I got a lot of comfort without knowing why or any of the scientific background. I just knew I felt better when I was near the horses. Um, at that time, it was a place you might recognize, Silver Spring Farm, which is um, just going into Bell's Corners off Richmond Road. And it used to be what they would say was run for the mentally retarded. Mm. And lots of them people worked in the barns and they had a small lesson program. And it was a wonderful learning, a learning place. But what I really got out of it was knowing and knowing how healing those horses were. Um, you know, fast forward a number of years, I was a, I became very obsessed with horses. I be, learned how to to show and how to do training. I worked um, at Royal Farm when Ian Miller was there. I learned. Then I became an eventer. Then when my daughter started to ride, I became a judge and a technical delegate, and I learned about safety and all kinds of things. But it never felt completely right for me because we had a different idea about horses. They were tools to us, Mm -hmm. and that's how I understood them. When I started taking some trainings, I realized, oh, the magical properties of horses were just, they're such a gift to people. And so um, I kept taking courses, and I realized my farm would be perfect. I was so lucky to get this farm, and and it has such a wonderful energy. Horses are very energetic creatures. And so I just knew that it would be able to help a lot of people so I started taking certifications so that I would be able to find other people to come in and share what I had with others. And over time, I discovered that I was pretty good at it myself. And mm-hmm. the horses started speaking to me and saying, you know, stop that. We call it the itty bitty shitty committee that goes on in your head <laughs> telling you you can't do things. You can't do things. And the horses helped me to step into, we say, step into your power, shine your light, be able to share for for myself. Um, I became a yoga instructor. I am a realtor. I've been a realtor for 32 years. So I've dealt with people in one of the most stressful things that's happened to them. And so 
we start to bring together all of that kind of experience. Once I became a yoga instructor, it, it helped me work with breathing and stretching and finding different ways for people to connect through horses. So we offer all kinds of programs, programs for people that have fears, fears of horses. They might have someone in their family that rides, a child. They may have had a bad experience, like we talked about um, in terms of trail riding. or. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're drawn to the horses. It's amazing how people are many, a lot of women, um, but also men. Uh, and because you can be any age to work with the horses, I have uh, quite a large clientele of over 70-year-old people that come out. And it's not all about the riding, it's the being with them. Mm-hmm. So it's not just um, taking them for rides or anything like that. Like, how does the... You said just being with them. So what? take me through a little bit of, like, someone's come to you for for a, a session or needs help. So what types of things would you do to help facilitate me uh, taking them through one of these wellness sessions where they start to maybe experience something? Are you, like, do you get them to help with some work or feed them or, or take them for a ride, walk them around, combination um, you know, how does how does it kind of work to make people start feeling better with the horses? And I'll just get you to pull the mic just a tiny bit up to your face there. Okay. Yeah, right there. Perfect. <laughs> Stepping out of the comfort zone. There we go. Um, so that's a great question. What I do now is um, I generally have about a half-hour interview with people when they call up about what we're doing to see that what they're looking for is something I can provide. I used to do um, more uh, on-the-horse kind of work, and I've discovered that that's not my favorite part. So I've moved away from that a little bit, although I do run a program. It was called Connect and Prepare. It's now called Gently Goes the Horse, where you learn from scratch about horse behavior, how to go out and, and catch a horse, how to groom, how to tell what they, they like and they don't like, how to really communicate in their language. And you might, in that case, uh, get on. Um, I now don't teach anything more than a walk. I really work on, on connecting. But I have a half an hour, maybe, conversation about what someone's looking for. And because I work with a variety of demographics, so I work with people that have um, some intellectual or... Um, physical special needs and um, the horses are so wonderful they give you such a feeling of power people that have maybe had um, some abuse issues um, while I'm not I am not a therapist and I don't put myself out there as a therapist I'm a facilitator so when people come to me and talk to me that maybe they have some PSTD issues we come up with a program that is all individual. I do some small groups, but I, I really work with, I, I like to work with individuals if they're coming for a specific issue. And then we do a series of, um, of sessions, and depending on what they're, what they're looking for, I de- d- develop on what they need to do. Sometimes okay. we don't even go right in with the horse for, for several sessions. Other times people are ready to, to go learning how to lead. You know, I've done a, um, have a group that has come several times of, of recovering um, alcoholics. And so their needs, and they like to do group work, are different than somebody else that need, needs to do a, a ton of just of touching or being with. Some people have such great fears. It takes us, it takes us a little bit of time. But it's amazing how how much quicker it is than some other ways of, of going about it. I've had people come to me that 
couldn't be, uh, didn't think they could ever be able to touch a horse. And then it doesn't seem to take any amount of time before they're in uh, a round pen with a horse that has no halter, no lead shank, and they're quite comfortable mm-hmm. once they, they do it. So it, I, I can't tell you a way that it works all the time uh, because it's really different for different, different groups. The yoga and horse has been a really lovely way for many people to get involved because um, sometimes I do chair yoga. I, I work with people that sometimes um, can't move very well. All of my yoga is very gentle. But they can be in the barn doing some stretching, learning about breathing, having the horses surround them. And then when they go to do some postures near the horse, it, it starts to bring up a lot of things for them and they, they feel much safer. Mm. No, we do no rushing. One of our big words is allow. Allow what's supposed to happen happen. I always have a bit of a program for somebody, but the horses really tell me what that person needs. And if I let them do it, use my intuition to help other people learn how to use their intuition all through the horse's help, it goes a lot faster than me thinking it should be exactly one way. Um, I remember when I was growing up, my one of my younger brothers had sort of, I'm not sure what his diagnosis was, but I know he had um, trouble speaking for, for a while and picking up uh, speaking to people. So I remember him going to, um, I want to say it was the therapeutic ride, but mm-hmm. it, it was some sort of, he would go and spend t- uh, time learning how to ride the horses right. and um, somehow it was supposed to help him. And do you feel it did? Speak. I'm like, I don't know. Really, I was really young. I mean, right. I was like th- th- four four or five so I remember vividly riding a horse one time they let me do that Mm -hmm. so I mean my brother can talk now so (laughs) okay how how does that work how does that work exactly right like how if if you you know what this whole social media thing is so fascinating you know if you start to even google just a little bit it's amazing the stories that that come up about how horses are helping there's a big difference I'm just going to interject this Horses and dogs are very similar in lots of ways about how people love them and and are attracted to them. But dogs are predators and horses are not. And that really does make a really big difference to how people feel about them without even knowing knowing why and how horses can can help you. So if you if you were to go on social media and you start to 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 google you know, how do horses help people mm-hmm. you will start to see videos from all over how there's horses that can go into a hospital and they can search out a, a, a person who may be dying and 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 how they can have that person who might have not been able to speak somehow be able to become a little bit more verbal you can see people that are um, children it's a really big help for a lot of um, people that have autism for some reason, the safety, the feeling that they, they get, the connection, that heart connection, allows them to somehow calm down often and and be able to speak. I mean, they're not, I would never say to people, you can expect to have a miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's not, that's not practical. But I've had clients that have had things happen to them that have been miraculous in my mind. I've had people that have come with cancer um, where they're, you know, they're very nervous about their next steps. And I've watched all the horses lie down and release, you know, 
all horses poop and, and fart. But when you see five horses all lying down at the same time and doing nothing but farting, 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 releasing, and the person that's there feels a release, you know, that is, you can't make that happen. It mm. just does. I've had another lady that we were just doing uh, yoga horse and tea, and uh, the horse started nibbling on her, nibbling on her head. And we were watching, and she said to me after it, yes, I'd had a, a severe problem in, in, in her head a few years ago. She was on pain meds all the time. The horse went right to where it was, and she had weeks of feeling great afterwards. You know, are they healers? There, There is an aspect for sure of healing. They help us to heal ourselves. And they do do something often for people that, you know, people that have problems like being nonverbal. For some reason, they do let them come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of the conversation uh, I had on episode 20 with uh, Jen and and, and energy Mm -hmm. and how that all kind of works. So uh, I know you two know each other, which is great. Is there sort of like a relation into that where like... huge. Yeah, so huge. It's it's a lot about what the the horse does read your energy. There's no question. And so I've been saying it's you know about being a, a a prey animal, preyed upon animal, and that's just the easy way for people to understand. Because sometimes talking about energy, people are not quite ready to to understand it in that way. Mm-hmm. But in my belief system, it is a huge difference. We can tell on the farm when something. Uh, really shifts the energy or someone the horses behave differently um, you can see when they read the energy off somebody so you take somebody who's just an open-hearted sweet sweet person and you just watch the horse absolutely relax you can feel the energy we do exercises like that and we learn how to sometimes shift our own energy that's really difficult for a lot of people but the horses help them to do that because they read your energy you see from their behavior they can't fake it they they actually respond just innately and they're so sensitive you know a fly lands on a horse's back and you can see them shake their skin to get it off you watch their ears that move in all directions and they can hear things for a mile in one direction and they can be listening to you right there you you watch how they how they breathe how they hold their heads how they might cock their back leg in in a relaxed pose not about to jump into flight mode all of those things are showing you about some of the energy and how you bring that energy into the space mm-hmm. so i've had some of uh some people comment because it like you said it is um it's a different way of thinking than i think a lot of people are are used to and you know um you you have tons of people who who swear by these types of things like you said you're you're doing yoga now along with uh the the Mm -hmm. wellness um you know people experience meditation people even experience um you know drug-induced uh energy type experiences so, I mean, whether science is there or not, uh, I think it's it getting is. there. It's getting there, and there is some evidence. People people aren't there and are very skeptical of these types of things. When people come out, they're like, well, that's not what the doctor... It's woo-woo. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if you've experienced a lot of people going, like, what, like you know, like, resistance or, or skeptics or anything, but, like, how would you... Because I know people are going to be listening to this being like, oh, I don't know, like... Most people are, are quite open to it, but, you know, if it works, it works. But what do you say to people who might not be ready to understand uh, your belief system and, and what you do? 
Well, that's a great question, Ryan. I, uh, I don't have the really good elevator speech, as we say, you know, to be able to tell people in two minutes. It's just something that even though I've really tried to develop it, I must say that that's where my skill level might be a little bit wanting. What is true, though, is that I'm really passionate about it. I have watched lives change. It is, it is phenomenal. Explaining it to somebody who is a closed-minded person, you know, I don't know that they're ever going to have the, an open mind to it. It's just the way mm-hmm. that it is. Are you going to believe that a horse is going to change your life? You know, you either open-minded to it or not. When you come in and you start to see and see how you feel and the fact that you can actually change your way of being without someone telling you you have to, that it's a really natural way to do it. It just changed the way the neural pathways in your brain work. You can, by doing work with horses, it, it is a phenomenal thing. It is something that I think is becoming more mainstream. We at our farm, we do, uh, we host a lot of workshops. We are having uh, a wonderful big one this year um, about trauma. And the woman that is holding it, I mean, there's people coming from the States. It's proven. These people are, they're, they're so well educated about it. This, the science to them has been proven. It's still maybe not out there to the public yet, but it doesn't stop people from being drawn to it. They don't know why. But many, many people are. They just, you know, I had a, a man in his 70s come to me. You know, he didn't know why. He'd done all kinds of different things. But it, it, it just comes. There's something in your, in your heart and your energy that just really wants to be with them. Those people tell another person who tells another person who tells another. And it's, and it's getting out there. Um, and it's, there's a lot of ways to do it. There's so many different equine-facilitated wellness offshoots. Um, in what I practice, the horse has a lot of choice. They're not a tool. Um, and because of the fact that they do have some choice, it makes people v- very much respect them. And th- because if they don't want to work with you, they don't. We don't force anybody. Mm. But having a horse choose to be with you is an amazing feeling. Um, and it's not how you look. It's not really how you smell. But sometimes they just are able to sense a need. So I often have people come in and and we do a meet the herd and they walk around and they will be attracted to horses that may in their background have a similar kind of thing happen to them. You know, maybe they were a horse that lost a baby and and a woman has lost a baby. Maybe they were a horse that went through um, a very debilitating disease. And you can't tell that by looking at them in the field. But somehow there's an attraction, and that goes down to energy, and um, and and that heart resonance. It's it is amazing to watch. So um, I, I've come to where I'm not trying to talk people into believing it anymore. I guess mm. is where I'm at these okay. days. I found that trying to do some programs and put things out that has to be like this or this. Once I let that go, and you know, I got sort of a message from the horses about this. You know. It, it, don't try so hard. You know, I keep getting educated and um, and people are coming to me. I just started up a course for Thursday nights because people want to do yoga and horse. It just appeals to them. It's not, you know, it's not like goat yoga. They're not going to stand all over you. They're not going to poop all over you. But that connection, people that, that really love yoga, that's what they like, the mind, body, spirit connection. Mm-hmm. And when you can do that with another live breathing, feeling, sentient being, it just takes that practice 
to a whole other realm. Is that what made you want to try to combine the two? Um, I've I've never tried yoga, and I've been told a million times to try it, and I really want to try it, and I just haven't got onto it yet. <laughs> well, now you know where to go. Yeah, <laughs> um, what is it about animals and uh, specifically horses that you know made you want to try to get into the yoga and then combine the two? Um, I know you're talking about the the connection between the the mind, the soul, and the spirit, or probably my, thought, my mind, body, body spirit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what is it about animals in general that are that makes this such a successful, or um, at least people inquiring about it and wanting to try it? Right. Um, well, I started to do yoga because of community. And that's one of the things that yoga really gives you. It's union and, and community. And so I had some neighbors in. I mean, I live on the farm. I had three kids. I was by myself. And it was really, I, I just didn't have the chance to get out and do as much socializing with the neighbors that mm. I really wanted to. So we started doing by, with video. And we just, we really liked being together that way. And I was doing all of this um, horse work as well. And when I started to put on workshops, I loved the idea of bringing a small portion of, of the weekend or the day to doing a stretching kind of thing in conjunction with horses. And the more I saw it, the more I was blown away by how people are able to open up and to be able to, when you start to stretch that, you stretch your body and you start to really work with your breathing, which is so important. And so many of us hold our breath. And so you've practiced with yoga. And if you really hold your breath around a horse, they let you know it's not fun. When you're doing yoga next to a horse and you start to see the changes in their body and how they start to relax, how if you're doing um, poses that you're touching them, how they move and shift to where it feels comfortable for them. And you really start to notice how another sentient being is responding to you and to your energy. And yoga is a really easy way to do it because it, in most yoga, it's not a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. It's really about being and, and starting to connect with yourself. I teach a few classes uh, a week where the horses aren't involved and there's lots of talking in those classes. But the reason many people really like the classes that I do there is because the, the energy and the surrounding area is full of good energy with the horses mm, okay um well, tranquil and you know but we do a lot of laughing it, I, again the word is coming up for me about community and union and so it, it's so supportive when you do it right next to a horse or, or close to a horse there's a, a support and a, and a safe container to to really try to do it for yourself. You're not doing it to impress anyone. You're not wearing, you don't have to wear nice clothes. You don't have to be thin. You don't even have to be agile. You end up doing the best that you can be. And the horse seems to support that. So I, when I started to yoga, it wasn't about doing it with horses at all. It just started to, it just sort of coalesced. As, as, as a lot of things do when, you know, your pathway, you're going down this path, you mm -hmm. go down that path or whatever. And then all of a sudden you come to a, 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 a bit of a fork in the road and all of those things that you are learning come together. And it's like, wow, this, this has all taught me how to, how to go down that path. And so all of the different things I've done with horses, the things I've taken mindfulness courses, and, and I'm not, you know, what we would say, as we said earlier, like a woo-woo person. Um, you know, I'm a yoga teacher that loves her wine, and you know <laughs> what, and I, I, I'm not a vegan, and I'm not what you would look at as a poster girl for yoga. Mm -hmm. 
but I've discovered that I'm quite good at it because I really can give people individual attentions even in, in a group. And that's what the horses do. So it's, it's double and triple more. Um, you, um, yoga can be a very emotional thing. There's poses and there's things that happen that people will just start to cry. They don't even really realize why. And horses are like that too. They can also bring great joy, as yoga can too. You can do, you know, the breath of joy is a great, a great thing that people that we do in in, in yoga and, and in some of the mindfulness things. And people just they love it. Now, when you're with a horse, you just you seem to settle down into yourself, and that just makes the whole experience so much better. What's a breath of joy? I'd show you, but it's just a move. It's just a move. And it is all about breathing. <laughs> okay. It's leaning down and, and inhaling and then opening wide and inhaling and then reaching up and inhaling and then okay, letting everything gotcha. go. So is that a, a posture that you see on, you know, on any of these posters for yoga? No, but it really, it, it, it adds to our yoga now, I have to say that my yoga practice that I work with people is always different. I do some ball yoga. I do. I bring in a lot of things that I've gotten from physiotherapists. Okay. I bring in a lot of, a lot of stretching, a lot of mindfulness. You know, we, we take time at the end. It's called Shavasana in yoga. And, and it's a really, it's a restorative kind of pose. And as we come out of that, you know, the majority of the time, the people think of three things they're grateful for. And even if you're having a wretched day, and we all do have a, a day that just seems to be really hard, when you start to think about things that you're grateful for, it changes that brain chemistry, mm-hmm. and, and things get better. And I feel a lot that when you do that, and you're doing it with a horse at the same time, it's, it, it's a little bit miraculous. Mm-hmm. I want to take it back a little bit, because I know you said um, you got in, you got into the, the love of horses because um, your father had MS. Yes. So what type of things um, do you remember experiencing? Like for someone who's never seen a horse, what are some of the things that you felt personally uh, that made you so drawn to this animal? I was very fortunate in that when I started at Silver Spring, I was allowed to have one set of lessons. And after that, I begged, borrowed, worked for more. And I was able to ride a horse that was owned, a pony, who was blind in one eye and not particularly attractive, but could jump the moon. And he at one point got hurt. And it didn't make any difference to me. It, it, it really taught me it didn't matter what he could do for me. He didn't have to be just an animal I could ride on. But that I could put my arms around him and sob my guts out. And he didn't pull away from me. He let me release things that, um, you know, there was... Growing up with a parent who's really ill and watching, uh, you know, a mom struggle, basically as a single mom who's married but not married and... I was the only girl I knew that was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very much more open. Now, I'm 57 years old. And so if you picture being 12 years old, you know, it was a time of people teasing. I had a bad self-image. Um, I was... The horses, without me knowing anything about it, just really reinforced the fact that, you know, I was a good person. And I could release um, all kinds of sad things to them, and they would always be there. Didn't matter if I was crying, didn't matter if I was happy, as long as I was really honest. If you fast forward a number of years, I went to a course that um, someone had just invited me to, and it was a four-day course. 
put on by a group that is now called um, Foreign uh, Facilitated Wellness Canada. And when they started showing some of the, the scientific proof about what horses do for people, I was shocked. I thought I made it up. I mean, I'm not a big one. I'm a, I'm a, a you know, a techno peasant. I can do all my work that I have to do on a computer, but I'm not one of these people that just likes to look that stuff up. When I started to do a little bit of research into it, it, it was just shocking about how they helped in so many different ways. And I, when I moved to the farm, I didn't even have a horse. I'd never owned my own horse. I'd always ridden for other people. And slowly, I now have several of my own. And... It's just turned out that through different reasons, I have horses that two of my horses have lost the sight in one eye. It's just oh. a reoccurring kind of thing. My boyfriend only sees out of one eye. I have a cat that only sees out <laughs> of one eye. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things people are going to say about that third eye and in, in, in your chakras. Um, and, but I, I, I have found that horses are, have been coming to me that um, have some special needs. And what they give to people is phenomenal. And so, you know, I, I think trying to answer a question about what exactly is the, the, the big draw, I, I think it's that, that heart resonance, that feeling of acceptance, being with a completely non-judgmental sentient being is, we don't have a lot of that in our culture. Everything is so fast now. You know, we hear we're inundated with bad news because it's instantaneous. Someone's got a cell phone and they're, they're, they're sending us you know, bad news from around the world in seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, really wish they'd send joy that fast. And, 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 and they, they are. It, it's coming that way. And I think that the work that with, with animals and the animal therapies are helping because who doesn't want to see um, a, a wonderful picture of somebody in a wheelchair that was just this week I was sent, my cousin in Australia sent it to me, you know, a, a, a woman who has suffered um, a, a very debilitating um, form of MS and hasn't been able to be out of a wheelchair for 10 years. And a man in Scotland has developed uh, a cart that goes behind a, a, a pony. In his case, the pony's name is Obama. And he has taken people down through the dunes in Scotland, out to the beach, into the water. And what that woman gets out of being with that horse and being having the freedom, she never thought she'd ever go to a beach again. So the wellness through horses is done in so many different ways. You know, that's so yoga is one way that I do it. Working with feel, meeting the herds, doing um, lots of emotional work for people, trying to figure out really where they are, teaching people about grounding, things that they can take out into their lives day to day, things you can do in your car and, and you know, when you're, when you're stressed. Having people learn about where they are in that energetic field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what to do if you're going to go to a job interview and you're really nervous and how to bring yourself down. And, and the horses demonstrated in a way that me telling them wouldn't work yeah. the same. Yeah. I, I, as you're speaking, I, I always love to make connections and stuff. And I, just speaking from personal experience, so, um, there was a, a time not too long ago, to be honest, where like the internet was driving me mad. Like I mm-hmm. was becoming obsessed with it and I was reading these real long Twitter threads of, <laughs> of all these people offering their opinions on certain subjects. And I, like I would just, I would be losing myself until, um, you know, my, my girlfriend points out to me one day, she goes, you're really kind of like obsessed with this. And it was kind of like a, wow, like I, I'm talking about this a lot. Yes. 
like this type of stuff a lot. So I needed to take a step back. And I, I love that you're talking about this because I think that's, you know, one thing that everybody, whether it's with this horses or not, but this, this mindfulness, this wellness, uh, yes. whether it's with an animal, uh, with a dog, a, a cat or a, a goat or a horse, <laughs> that people sometimes need to take a step back from this world of social media and internet and instantaneous communication. And like you said, most of it's usually bad news because as some people say in the, the media industry, if it bleeds, it leads because right. that, that gets Feels people attention. clicking and that makes money. Yeah. Um, so like, it's just, I would wish that everybody, whether, you know, you, you wanted to look at stuff like this with an open mind or with Jen and an open mind to just, Think of it in terms of you're just taking a step back and breathing, and big word is allow. Yeah, we use the word we use the word allow. Allow what's supposed to happen to happen. To not have it's wonderful to figure out what your intention is, but to really allow yourself to be in the moment and not have your head filled with all kinds of garbage. And because the horses, they don't really put up with it. When you come in and you mm. race in, when you go into their stall. I mean, that's their bedroom and their bathroom. You know, we would be a little bit careful running into somebody else's. But we don't always do that with an animal. And when they show their reaction, and it doesn't need to be violent, it's just not welcoming. And people start to read that. They start to learn how to clear out their mind a little bit and how to come into relationships with other people there, fully present. Um, the Internet's a great thing. I, I now, Facebook is a great example where Twitter's the same thing. Um, I don't read all the negative comments that yeah, stream it's... on it, but it has made me feel in connection with stories like the one out of Scotland that makes you feel good. And it makes me even more inclined to watch all that goodness that's happening at my farm with these people that are allowing the good to come into their lives. Yeah. You know, they're able to start to face and release some of the the things that haven't been so good in their lives some people have had some incredibly traumatic experiences and because it's this is an experiential kind of learning as they start to get into feeling in the moment they're able to bring themselves to back to being in the moment more they start to know how that feels and letting go a little bit of what's happened it's not that you forget it's that it's not as present with you anymore. And, and, and it helps you to focus on on some of the good that's happening. You feel really good next to a horse. Yeah, and I like that the, like, the horse almost makes you feel, like it makes you act and think about being in the present. Because like you said, it, it's not welcoming. So you have to take a step back and be like, okay, like I can't be my normal self this way mm -hmm. and you have to think about it and you can easily like and you can tell me if I'm wrong but take that back into relationships at work uh, with strangers family who, yeah that wait a second maybe I'm the person who's doing the wrong because I'm busy I'm on my phone blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean it, it, it force it forces you to to really go okay and think about it and one thing that it really taught me, which is really interesting, and, and it partially goes to energy, but um, as a realtor, and um, you know, I've been doing this quite a long time. There were obviously women realtors then, but maybe not quite as many. Mm -hmm. So, handshake was important. You know, that nobody really wanted to have a, a handshake that was sort of the the limp noodle handshake, right? right? Strong right? look in the eye. Strong yeah. look in the eye. 
once I started working with the horses and I started to realize that they didn't always like it when I went right up into their face. I'm attracted to their eyes. I was just right in there. I speak um, naturally quite quickly. When I started to realize what the horses, how they reacted to me about those things, I started to watch how people were with my handshake. Then I started to pay attention to what, what kind of body language they were giving me about whether they would like it or not a strong handshake and I could adjust how close did they want me to be you can start to tell of people their personal space is a, a, a term that people use you can tell with people about whether or not they want you to come close or not if you pay attention but I, I I didn't really think about that all that much for probably the first 20 years of being in real estate you know you just did you did you you were mm-hmm. this is it you know I I was good at my job and I didn't mind showing it and um, and I did that sort of sometimes in a body language that wasn't as appropriate to, to some cultures. There's, there's people that come from all over the world. And you know what? A big, strong handshake is not their preferred way of communication. Mm. So I started to pay attention to that kind of thing because the horses, it's not that they don't want their faces touched. But if I came right up to you and gave you a big rub on, the, on, your, on your face, I mean, you, exactly, <laughs> step right back. It's, it's, it, that's not fun. Right. When, you, when you start to think about... Okay, how, how is my approach? It does carry over. It becomes that, that learning that comes into your body. It becomes a muscle memory. So it becomes easier. Your relationships start to, um, you know, start to flourish that way. Boundaries is a huge thing. Many people in our society have very difficult times with boundaries. Horses are very clear about their boundaries. And yeah, could you force a horse sometimes? There's ways. Um, we don't do that at Willoway. Mm-hmm. And so when people start to, to pay attention to what their boundaries are, they start to learn about their own boundaries. What do I like? I don't want somebody to stand so close. They give people, uh, some of these experiences help people to develop their voice. Um, and you talking about your brother, that could be actually a bit of a link hmm. because they do. You start to really feel, some people don't talk for for different reasons. And I'm not going to say this is the reason for your brother, but it's amazing how horses bring out some of your skills. Like talking mm-hmm. and like not talking. Learning how to quiet the mind, quiet that need to just chatter all the time. That incessant just talking to fill space. Mm-hmm. When you're with a horse, you don't have to. I can do um, different exercises with some of my horses. I tend to use my voice when I ask them to do something because I go for clarity. That makes horses feel safe if they're if you're very clear. But I can do all of the exercises without speaking. They only understand sort of seven to ten words. So they understand your energy. I sometimes need to talk to make sure that I stay on track without letting my mind go off. Mm-hmm. But I find I was working with a lady last week, and it's interesting. When I'm there and I'm in a session, my mind doesn't wander. The horses keep me really grounded, and I love what I do. I just, I love all the different kinds of people that come to me. And so I get to be right where I am when I'm there. Um, I had a little girl that came with Down syndrome last year. She was so brilliant, and she was she was a little bit scared. And I was saying, did she want to lead this very gentle horse? And she said, well, I do, but I'm nervous. Do you think I could lead the dog so I could practice? And I thought, that's so brilliant, you know? And what it did for me was make me think, we really seem to be a little bit of an older farm. We have a lot of older horses. 
we're mostly sort of middle-aged women. Um, there's some men, but for the most part, we're a lot of middle-aged mm-hmm. women. And I thought, oh, geez, I'm missing some youth. And since I put it out there, um, we've adopted a lovely rescue pony, and we've watched him d- go through uh, releasing some of the trauma that I think he went through uh, being on the feedlot. I don't know what happened to him before mm-hmm. we got him. He's got a big scar on his leg. He was great when we got him, and then he went through a bunch of months where he just had to be. And, you know, we took him for a hand walk with a group of people riding uh, on the weekend and to watch how that pony has flourished by just being allowed to be has been a- another thing that's just, it's added so much joy to life at the farm and, and really watching it work for, for humans, for horses, for the dogs. I've had a few rescue dogs. Um, they just seem to settle. Mm. Uh, the energy of the farm is such that it's uh, it it it's, it really feels like a safe place. What I know, you said it, it really kind of helped a, a wide breadth of different, you know, issues or or things that people have experienced. Um, what are some of the maybe more serious? Like, have you seen it help with you know people affected by physical trauma? I know you said PTSD. Yes. Um, what are I don't know if you can share a little bit more into, you know, some people that really have made leaps and bounds. I know you said it, not miracles, but it feels the, miraculous. Yeah. But with these very kind of serious conditions that maybe came to you and were able to really experience something. And what are some really typical conditions that you, you people come to you for for uh, for help? OK, um, first of all. <laughs> You know what? Everyone's such an individual. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting that I I don't think of typical. So people that come that that, that might have MS, people that come that have had uh, um, a problem with with drugs or anorexia or or, um, issues like that, people that have had massive fear, fear of all animals, Um, people that have had great loss. Grief is a really big thing. How do you deal with it? Um, And everyone, the great thing about the horses is that they have really taught me that everybody deals differently. I know there's steps through, through everything that are considered more typical, but the horses don't know that. And so they're able to help me to read what someone wants. I'm, some people say that they can hear horses um, and horse ancestors. That isn't a gift that I have. But for some reason, the horses actually, they, they help me to talk. They give me an idea about what somebody needs. And I've watched people that have come that were so shattered by things that have happened to them. And it comes across in physical ways, often manifests itself physically, even if it didn't start out that way. Mm-hmm. And I've watched people become brave. And it may not have you walk again, you know, if you if you're crippled, but I've watched people that have used walkers and spending time with the horses has given them the strength to walk without them. Um, and now they go back to them. I'm not. I'm not. I, I really don't want to put it out there that it is. I promise you, if you come to see me, you know, yeah, all yeah. of your problems are going to be not gone. A claim, no, it's no. not. It is definitely not a claim. But I have watched people that have had such fear in in life not even knowing it because they're fairly happy mm-hmm. and they've just been drawn to it. And all of a sudden they're able to go and try things. 
um, they want to go and, 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 and participate in things that they never would have ever tried. I don't even know that about them. They come for sometimes they don't even tell me why. I have watched people that have terminal diseases. I've watched people that have quite severe um, disabilities that the joy that they get infused with by being in connection with the horses changes their whole outlook and lets them develop more wellness in in their physical being. Um, definitely emotionally it is and and a lot of it's fun mm-hmm. a lot of it is it can be like I don't like for you, to people to come away with the idea that everything is sad sometimes it's just so joyous mm-hmm. um, people that learn boundaries have more joy in their life if you um, some people have they, people PST is not just um, the realm of the of the veteran it is a big thing that happens to many, many veterans. But it happens to some of their family. It happens to people that have had car accidents. Um, I've taken courses on, on um, mental health, mm-hmm. um, safety through the Royal Ottawa Hospital. I watched people, h- how do they deal with it? And people that were talking about their, their PSTD, for example, it came from all over, not just uh, going out to war, which is in, in what was in my mind the worst case scenario but for some people people that have had repeated losses people that have lost many family members um people that have lost uh, parts of themselves they've had to have operations and and lose there's so many different things i watch some of those people feel so much more able to cope and to to remember what the feeling of joy is. They get a feeling of acceptance and joy from a horse that I, no one can make them do. You yeah. cannot get a horse to show love to, to, to somebody if they don't want to. Mm. But they somehow know who needs it and what they need. And when you take that away, and this is where some of the mindfulness and, and grounding and, and even yoga comes in, you can place yourself back in a stressful position and you can remember your body can remember how you felt in that good moment and you can start to train yourself to be able to use those good moments so going forward it it is it's a tool that you don't have to carry a book you don't have to have anything outside but they teach you tools to put in your own personal toolbox one of the things the i love that you're talking about is you know the mind is so incredibly complex um that we as scientists and a society and as humans like i really don't think we've tapped into you know 20 percent of what's going on in the mind and we've everything new every day so when you're talking about mental health um and and all that that whether people think this is is real or not uh, i mean you you've talked about all the experiences you've seen and and the the joy that people have brought that really at the end of the day is again we do not understand what goes on in the mind and that people are having really exper- like real experiences with with this type of thing absolutely and that whatever it is i don't think and i don't my personal belief is i don't think anything can be discredited um whether it's a, as we quoted earlier woo woo or whatever like if it works for people cares like exactly like exactly. give it a try if it's working for people give it a try if it doesn't work then you know what you you gave it a shot but maybe something else will work but that 
the thing I find truly fascinating is that, you know, with with your line of work or with Jen's or with one of the things I love watching on um, Instagram, so we talk mm-hmm. about social media again, is these very positive changes in people where right. they, it, most of them are, are physically. So I know there's one, um, a wrestler, a Diamond Dallas Page does this DVP yoga mm-hmm. and it, it shows people who could not walk and then can walk now and do all these exercises. So these complete transformations, whether it's physical through the mind and that people just give it a try and all this is working for them. And it it just truly amazes me that there is credible evidence that people have experienced massive change. Massive change. I mean, the people that do the riding, it does. It it changes being able to sit sit on a horse the way that the horse moves. Um, People that are working with the horses with their... uh, it just it can change the neural pathways in your brain. Mm-hmm. There there is a ton of scientific proof. You know, you take a look at, at at what they're saying now about the companionship of dogs and cats for people that are in in retirement homes. Um, I teach yoga, uh, chair yoga in a retirement home as well, and I have people that, and literally they're in wheelchairs. Um, some have had strokes, uh, unable to to do a lot of the things that they used to do. But they come, and it is fascinating to just watch how, how, how they can. When you add the horse in, it seems to work faster mm. for them. Um, there is something about about that connection, that heart connection, that helps to change things faster um, than than other modes. So it does. It sounds woo woo when I talk about it, but. It's it's something that you're you're right. People experiencing it for themselves, and it's not for everybody. Um, but I can't think of anyone offhand that it wouldn't be for. Mm-hmm. You know that there's things that we all have going on in our lives that it it, it can change. It, it brings an openness. Uh, at the same time, it helps you to to develop boundaries. It helps you to lose fears, which lets you step out and maybe try for that job or say yes to that relationship or say no to that mm. relationship. It's not enough. We do lots of partnership work, partners in business, family partnership. I did. Uh, I've done workshops on 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 partners, and it is phenomenal what people get to bring out about their relationship that. They never had the words for that the horses help to let them see. And they're so honest. Sometimes that mirroring of the horse shows us things that maybe we weren't able to see about ourselves. I've done leadership courses where it's so interesting where people people have a, a position of leadership. And they think that that means they have to be strong, in charge, um, a, a cl- almost closed-minded they know it's right it's their responsibility they think that they're protecting their group by telling them when we do some of these leadership courses people end up stepping out and you get to see another aspect of their skills and talents that you may never have noticed just in a work environment and it's not the same as going out and you know there's a lot of leadership kind of courses or team building where you, you put them in a really scary position when you put them in a position where they need to work together to to encourage a horse to do something that they want, go through an obstacle course, for example, you see who can step up and how they lead. If they are trying to get into their, you know, into the horse's space to make them do something, well, then all of a sudden they may see that that's how they do it in a working environment. I took a, a week-long course in Arizona, and it was fascinating. There was a man there that uh, with his wife. 
I, I took a half day that was out of the course, but that was with the horses. And they were just learning about horse behavior and everything. And they had a turn in the round pen with the horse. And the horse didn't move right away using their energy. And he just almost ran up to the horse to make a move. And then he stopped dead and said to his wife, whoa, whoa, I, I can't believe this. He said, I, I, I think I do that to people. And she said, 30 years I've been telling you that. 30 <laughs> years, but I didn't have the words. The horse had it in one minute. It was, it, 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 it just really allows you to see mm-hmm. who you are, um, that how other people <clears throat> see you. And it affects change much, much quicker. And it also gives you, you know, the kudos that sometimes we need. How people that feel a bit unlovable or that because of a disability that they might have don't feel as good as. And then you see that horse choose you and that you can get a horse to move where you want it to move without using um, any kind of force at all. It teaches you to communicate better with other people and really communicate with yourself. Mm-hmm. I know you have all these positive stories and I can tell you love it, very passionate. <laughs> but, I mean, you deal with a lot of difficult situations. Is it hard on you? Like, do you feel a, a toll, do you, uh, like, hearing about all these different people? Or is it just because... Like you just kind of know this might work for them, that it's easy to just, or is it the horses that help? That is uh, such an interesting question because I have discovered that I, I, I'm an empath and I feel things very sensitively and it caused me a lot of problems for many years. In order to do this, is why I didn't want to do the work at the beginning. Things were too sad. Mm-hmm. If you have a stomachache, I get a stomachache. If you're really nervous, I sometimes don't even, I don't know why, all of a sudden, you know, I'll get a headache and then the person will say to me, I have a headache. So learning to be able to step away from that has been a really long process. The horses have really helped me to understand that everyone has their own experiences. And I can feel compassionate towards yours. But I have learned to be um, still empathetic, but I'm not taking it on as an empath- as my own. When you come and, and work at Willoway, I've got Kleenex all over the place. If you go to cry, you know what? Sometimes you have to have that release. I've had people that have never cried, and all of a sudden they're able to cry. I've had people that find it hard to show joy, mm-hmm. and they're able to do it. Um, I try to let them have their own experience. I tell, I'm a very big hugger. That's just my nature. Um, I now tell most of my clients, I will always have a hug for you, but I'm not going to force one on you. You give me the clue that you want one or you need one, and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And that's the same with the horse. You don't throw yourself at the horse. You open yourself up, and, and often the horse will come in and put its head on your shoulder or rub, rub on you or smell you all over. For me, I used to take all of these sad stories... I, an example would be when 9-11 happened. Shortly after that, I had to stop watching any news. I mm. could not take it anymore. I was in such a, a, a funk. I, was, I had such a hard time. My daughter will, will tell you that I volunteered with her high school class to go to the war museum. I sobbed uncontrollably. I was a mess. Now, I understand that bad things happen to good people, and I feel... I, I never want to lose that. But there is um, there's a responsibility to let other people have their experience and try to support them. Mm-hmm. And horses have really helped me to do that. So I can feel just 
devastated. There's been a number of recent losses for people that are so close to me. And yes, you know what? I, I do cry and I do feel sick to my stomach. But I can't be helpful if I make it about me. Mm-hmm. And it's taken a lot of practice, but the horses have let me be that when I'm there, I'm really there with you. But I'm not having your experience. I have to allow you to have your own and support you. So we say that, you know, we, we give you a safe container to have whatever has to happen for you that you need. And everyone, as we said, goes through their own stages with whatever they're going through. And I feel that I'm a great support for them. But I can't, you can't take it away from someone. It's not mm-hmm. yours. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned that it doesn't help people for me to take on their problems. So you're obviously very involved um, in in the industry. Like you, you like you said, you go yes. to courses. You're you're involved with all these associations and organizations. So you know you're kind of at the forefront uh, of of this movement or this. this I'm a believer. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see the future? of this going oh. do you um i know you said it's sort of being mainstream but then i look back and you know my brother was uh in the 90s going through this and i, I mean i'm outside of it so mm-hmm. i would consider myself the mainstream at this point and i i know it exists but i haven't seen it enter w- where where is everyone trying to take it uh, and what are your what are the goals with it to to help maybe bring it out more that that is uh that's an important question, actually. Um, my small part, for example, I'm, I'm hosting other people's workshops that can bring some of this this work and the trainings. Um, I, as I said, I was certified in in feel, um, which is facilitated equine experiential learning. We are hosting the alumni group, which brings speakers in and more trainers, so that people can start spreading it out, and it's becoming huge. Um, I work with the Equine Facility Wellness Canada, and same thing, they've held courses at my place. We have the trauma-informed people that are that are coming. We're watching these people that are, um, they're doctors, they're certified therapists, they are the mental health people that are, that, that are out there, and they're doing what is considered okay mainstream wise you know you know when we were young not you i'm older than you um (laughs) when i was young you know seeing a therapist was really out there yeah and now i don't know that you wouldn't be able to name uh, people that you know that have gone and got help the same thing is happening with the the equine therapy more and more people that um, are, are bringing it out there i'm having people that are that are doctors that want to work with me because they've got patients that they feel would would benefit from it much quicker. The internet in that way is a help because mm-hmm. we, when you pay attention to the good news stories, it's out there. People are seeing in Europe, it's a really, really big thing. Um, Australia, many countries. Um, it, it, the amount of money that the United States, who treats their veterans a little bit differently than we sadly treat ours, put many millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into facilities working with horses. Mm. The prison systems really? are, using, uh, are, are using this method to help their, their prisoners be able to, um, again, maybe get over past traumas, look what is really out there that they can learn about themselves and develop boundaries, be able to make good decisions. Rehabilitate. Um, yeah. Really rehabilitate. And that's the thing about it. Horses really, really do in all of those ways when you start to be open to it. 
So you know what? The average prisoner may not be um, as open to it at the beginning, mm-hmm. but they may only do it so that they can get out of kitchen duty. And you start to watch some of the, the, the videos about how it's changed people's people's lives. Um, veterans that really had a difficult time not having major um, trigger things that, that just send them send them off start to learn how to self-regulate as they watch horses learn how to self-regulate, um, how to communicate, how to share feelings. Um, so the way that I see it going forward into the future is in a really big way. It won't be for everyone. It might be better for you to have a dog or a goldfish, but the, that being able to, to connect with a non-judgmental, I mean, people just just are you know what we've mm-hmm. all grown up on our past experiences and we try and the horses help us learn not to be and so because of that I think it's going to be something that uh, eventually your doctor's going to be able to give you a prescription for it I have oh, doctors right now I have doctors that are, are now sending their patients to me um, I have people family members that are having their relatives their nieces their nephews people that are kids that are going through very difficult times. Bullying's a big thing, um, where they don't fit in. Lots of adolescent groups, um, how, how to get through that really tough hormonal change for people. Um, people that are getting divorced or have kids that uh, are having to go through that. It's amazing that they're, they're starting to get referred to people like me that are, are able to give them a safe place to go through what they're going through, figure out how they want to go forward mm-hmm. and and being able to and you know what? They go out and they help other people. For the most part, it's a it's an incredibly giving kind of thing. Mm. Um and, and I think that that's what's gonna make the equine facilitated wellness just expand exponentially. Ways in ways that maybe I can't even imagine mm-hmm. there's now universities that are that are teaching it um, you can get degrees in it so all in different kinds of things that are in the related fields wow. um, it's it's a thing a theme I've talked about on the podcast before but we as humans in a society right now are incredibly non-reflective on ourselves that we will will project ourselves to other people yes. and project our beliefs and our ways and and you know what we think is right but so many of us won't stop and go like what are how do I how am I being perceived um so that I'm glad that you could come on and kind of give an avenue that maybe people can explore if they if they feel it's right for them to to experience that moment of self-reflection and and be self-critical and, and learn about yourself and and take that moment to instead of talking maybe listening and listening to yourself so we we are hosting the feel alumni group for for a big one and and our theme is listening to whispers this year and and that is a lot of it um when you said you know you might need to almost be self-critical also self-loving yeah, um, what, what you need, because we all need different things. We come across different ways to different people. Being able to see how we do come across, we tend to tune out people's voices. We just hear them all the time. So, you know, that, like that, that man and that woman, that woman's been nagging for 30 years. You're in people's faces. You're in people's faces. When he saw it from a horse, it resonated deeply. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I do. He's been told forever. So that way it's so interesting. You know, we really, learning about our gifts 
you know, that sometimes we didn't know we had. And that's a, just a beautiful thing that, that, that I've found the horses keep giving. You know, it's really, um, it, that's another, that miraculous feeling of watching somebody. It's like that light bulb goes on and they realize that they have talents that they never, ever thought to explore. How does a horse tell you that? Well, you have to come and see. Oh, <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so Willoway Farm, uh, Elmont, Ontario. That's right. So for all my... Where non... there's a will, there's a way. Oh, I love it. Is that the tagline? It is. And you know what? <laughs> when I bought the farm, just a quick aside, um, the, the, the lovely woman that had it before me that sadly passed away, when she bought it, um, their last name was Willis. So they were kind of incorporating a name. And so she decided to call it Willoway because she thought of it as while away the hours. And because... Um, the darling woman that uh, Val Willis, who has written a few books and oh. very interesting, very interesting woman. Look her up. Um, she, I felt that I couldn't change the name. You know, I when mm-hmm. I got the farm, I thought I got to have my own. And then I thought I'm not taking this away from her. But how is it going to work for me? And I thought of it as well, where there's a will, there's a way to pay the mortgage because it was vastly more than I ever thought I would take on. And then I made it my tagline in real estate and. It just resonated with people in a crazy way. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what, it has, it's turned into meaning quite a lot to a lot of people. Amazing. Um, so for those who are not in Ottawa, uh, Ontario, um, I would encourage people to Google your closest equine facilitated wellness. There you go. Huh? Place, uh, Google, Facebook. Um, where can people find you? Where's the easiest place to get in touch? If www.willowayfarm.com. We have place. our own. That's the easiest place, but I'm on Facebook. The farm is on Facebook. Okay. Um, um, I'm registered as, as a trainer with, um, with the feel community. So you can look me up there, but, uh, come straight to Willoway. Take a look at some of the pictures of, of the beautiful horses on, uh, that you can see online. Yeah, we, we all need to be better. So that's, that's why I love it. Um, you can follow us here, Life in Red Podcast uh, on Facebook and Instagram, Life in Red Pod on Twitter, lifeinredpodcast.com. Susan Allen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really interesting and helping me to step out of my comfort zone. You've been First wonderful. Podcast. First podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole.